Hi, welcome to 3Dog. This is an hour-long flow class. Thanks so much for joining us. When you're ready, grab your mat and let's get started. Oh, yay. We're all here. Next question, can we hear? Cool. Next question, do you have a block? Like, not a psychological or emotional, but an actual block. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> if, if you have the psychological or emotional block, we may work with that too, but, but it's Friday afternoon. So what I want to start with is hips on a block, which um, would be superfluous if you didn't have block. So everybody has one. Go ahead and grab it, lie down, slide the block underneath your sacrum, and elevate your legs. Just a little perspective shifting flow today and start right out by going upside down. And get yourself to a spot where your legs feel they're vertical. And you're doing a little bit of core body work here with this, but not a ton. We'll do that later, maybe. Go ahead and point and flex and spread your toes out, move your feet around. And then let them lightly flex, like you were holding up a, an empty pizza box. Empty because I ate the whole thing, but empty nonetheless. And so the feet are active and engaged as if you were balancing that very lightweight. You could also imagine that there is a heavier weight on your heels, but like a sandbag on the heels themselves. And, and that heaviness gets transmitted down to the sacrum and grounds it into the block. And if that feels nice to you, if that imagery or that, that sensation feels nice, keep it. Otherwise, keep the lightness. Let your eyes fall gently closed. If that causes any dizziness, definitely float them back open. Let them be soft. Either way. Steady your breath into a pattern of balanced inhale and exhale. Like count, four count in, four count out. And if you enjoy a little pause between the breath, you might give yourself a, a two count between the breath. Steady rhythm, whether you choose to pause or just keep the free flow. One more breath here.
and you'll bend your knees and slowly bring your feet to the floor, just as if you were kind of stepping into a bath and you were checking to make sure that the mat was the right temperature. So toes, balls of feet, and then you're fully in the feet. Press into the mat and you feel ball the big toe, ball the baby toe, center of each heel. Spread your toes. Make space between them. Feel the webbing of the toes on the air. The air on the webbing of the toes probably is the better way to put that, but it's yoga. You can go all metaphorical. Press your feet down and slowly, ever so slowly, peel your sacrum off the block. Just sensory experience by sensory experience, one piece, one centimeter until the sacrum's up, but the rest of you is just the way it was. Slide your block out of the way and gently lower your spine and then your hips. Going to melt into the mat or the sensation of, of melting and sinking in. As if this were a new experience. You're inquisitive and curious in that way that we are when something is new. which is how we shift a perspective. And walk your feet together and knees out to the side, Sukta Baddha Konasana. And you find the heel of the right foot with the heel of the left, ball the right foot with the ball of the left, the triangles of the feet pressing into one another. Bring your awareness there to what's touching and pressing in. And what's not? So there, for all of us, we'll have a different uh, arrangement of this. We can all press the three points of each foot together. But then when you bring your feet together, naturally do your toes come together? Do they float apart? How much of the outer edge of your feet touch? Is there a spot where they arch away? Where does the arch of your foot start? soles of the feet pull away from one another in some way through the arch. Does it feel even on both sides? Not that it needs to. What does it feel like to be having your experience? Next inhale. Bring your knees together. Soles of the feet back to the floor. Same investigation when you plant your feet. Three points touch. And then what else naturally occurs? What's going on at your toes? At the edge of your foot, outer edges, and the inner arches. The center of each foot, the dome. Press into the ball, the big toe. Spread your ten toes wide, baby toe away from the big toe on each foot. Then place the toes down. Feel them out with the toes. Go ahead and curl them in. Then you're trying to scrunch the mat up. Feel what happens to the balls of your feet when you do that. Then plant the balls of the feet. Spread the toes again. Lift all ten. Lay them back down. Let them ground without gripping. 
pressing into your feet. A slow roll up into bridge, sacrum, low back. One rib at a time coming up off the floor. Do your shoulder blade points come up? The shoulder blade points come up. Do the rest of the shoulder blades come up? And then slowly back down. One rib at the time. One piece of the low back down to the hips. Three more rounds of that. Doing the action, breathe in. Also watching the action. Feeling your back by feeling the floor. And as you go slowly and with awareness, you can almost make this little massage for the back itself. So press the feet down, draw the abdominals in, lift and go slowly and real pressure of the shoulder blades down into the mat, arm bones down to the mat. And then pressing each rib back down. A little massage factor there. Hips land, we'll walk the feet out wide to the edges of the mat. And then a little knee side to side windshield wipers. Bring your attention into how the legs are moving, what actions hip joints taking. And you can increase the range of motion of that action by taking the feet a little wider, by pressing the heel bones, the inner edges down and lifting the hips up. And that knee that's coming to the center of your mat, pull that down toward the front of your mat, Just extending through the front of the hip. One more round. And take it back to center. Hug the knees in, nose to knees, knees to nose. Rock up to seated. And take Baddha butterfly, your thumbs to the inner arch of the foot. And just go down the inner arch, little pressure of the thumb down the arch. So you get to the ball, the big toe. And then back up the arch. And if there is somewhere that could use your attention, you know, spot that speaks to you. Just pause there and press the thumbs in. They don't need to dig, but give good pressure there and breathe. And as you're continuing on, there's just the, the spots maybe alleviate and moving across the arch. So making your way toward midfoot. If there's anything bare that you could find with your thumbs and just press into. One more sweep through there. Anything that you notice, pause with. If you just like a little, little kneading in general, go forward. And get your fingers between the toes. Just thread them in there. Spreading the toes comfortably. Here you've got something you don't want to come apart. 
don't let them hurt your fingers or anything like that. Sometimes the dogs really don't want to come apart. They, they bite the fingers. Yeah. It's called alligator toes. Fingertips to the webbing between the toes. Press in and do this across. Uh, actually, we're going to take the heels to the floor. So instead of sitting cross-legged, sit. I'm going to come up with a name for this. Uh, we're going to sit. What we're going to do is take the thumbs up to the top of the calf, right behind the knee, and just walk the thumbs down the center line of your calf muscle in very much the same style. If anything's there that feels like it could use your attention. The calf muscle bifurcates down the center and you can feel it as you walk the thumbs down center line. And maybe then you wanna to move to the outer or inner heads of the calf muscle. Go for it. where the uh, calf muscle joins up and then moves down toward the Achilles tendon. You might find something there. You'll stay off the Achilles. To the ankle, you can go on either side of the ankle and you get the little lobster claw in there. And this is one that the yoga teacher likes to come up and give you in down dog. So hug around the edge of the Achilles. The heel, squeeze the heel, and then up to seated across the feet at the ankles. Come around to hands and knees. Tuck your toes under. And press your hands down and forward as you shift the hips back to stretch feet, ankles, calves. Breath in. Breath out. And up again to all fours. You're going to turn your the tops of your feet toward the mat and a little pitter pat side to side on the top of the feet. And bring this left foot down to the mat. Pick up your right foot. You're going to lay the top of the right foot the ankle in the arch of the left foot and sit back to child's pose with the foot in the arch. Now for some of us, uh, this is gonna give a good pressure to the arch of the foot and find, um, again, so that acupressure, that's good stuff. Uh, for some of us, it doesn't do anything or hurts the top of the foot. If you're, if you're in one of those camps, go back to the, uh, the toe stretch. Um, I don't offer that one much because it doesn't like me. Um, and, but if it doesn't for you, I'm going to do it. And, uh, back up to hands and knees, we'll switch sides. So take the, the foot and then sit back. By not liking me, I mean, it just, it doesn't, I, I've never been in a class where this has worked for me. However, it worked for so many people. I want to give it to you. I'm going to come up and stretch my feet. And I'm going to use my time wisely. So I spent a lot of time doing that pose. And not getting anything out of it. And I'd rather get something out of doing it. So I'd rather you get something out of doing those too. Breath in. And breath out. 
all come back to hands and knees, take some rounds of cat and cow. One day I'm going to teach a class that's just like poses that have never worked for me because I feel like I short you guys on those all the time. Um, and whenever I talk to somebody, they say like, oh man, I really love this pose. I'm like, hmm? And I, then I immediately feel bad for hardly ever teaching it. So if, if you happen to like some poses that don't show up on the list very often, please let me know. They'll go in that class. If it'll be called things I don't like, but maybe you do. Maybe called like the eggplant class. One more round. And then back to center. Tuck your toes, come to down dog. And take the right foot behind the left and split the first and second toe around the heel. You're going to use the right foot to pull the left heel downward. There's a little extra weight joining the two legs. In uh, It's not so much about the, what the toes are doing, but it's using both legs to give weight to the left heel. Undo that, come back to center, and put the left toes over the right heel, and then use that. To, basically, you're just attaching like the, the left leg like a limpet to the right. This is one that I didn't get for a long time, so I thought it was all about how you, hard you could grab with your toes. Um, I didn't see much purpose. But if you can actually like, bring the legs together instead, where you're hugging the left leg to the right as you do it, it does provide more. If you're getting stressed out toes, uh, you don't need that. Loosen those up. Come on back to center. Down dog, breath in. Open your mouth and let it go. Look forward, walk forward into ragdoll. Wrap your arms around one another, let your head drop. That'd be a whole different class poses I misunderstood the first 800 times I did them. We, we all have those. <laughs> when that one day after doing a pose for like 10 years, you're like, oh, I get it. That's the best day. When we stay kind of open and curious and inquisitive, we can have those moments of learning something we thought we knew. It's actually completely different from what we thought we knew. And release your hands to your mat and walk your feet together. Bend your knees quite a bit to feel the engagement of the legs in also like a little demi squat there. Then press into your feet. Feel the leg muscles engage as you roll to standing, arms at your sides. Squeeze muscle to bone in your legs. Lift the center of your chest. Be bright through the front of your body. Take a big shoulder shrug, floors up to your ears. And then down and back. With the arms behind you, imagine pressing in on a big block back there, pressing in a big box back behind you. Squeeze tricep muscles. That block you're hugging the hands into and lift it as far back as, as you can without uh, distorting the spine forward. So caveat to all of this standing work, front body stays lifted and bright. 
And then we're gonna float the arms up to shoulder height, palms forward, reach out to your ring fingertip. This is, <laughs> this is like the, the, the Jesus arms, um, reach out long. And then wrap the right arm on top of the left. Then extend out. We'll go past the Jesus arms to arms behind you. Squeeze shoulder blades together. That's the preparing for a hug pose. And then wrap the left arm underneath. And so we'll have a few of these. And you can take it at breath pace. Or if you want to go a little more uh, toward a swing, I wouldn't stop you. A little more of a, a fast pace. Not, no flinging the limbs around, but give yourself a little, little warmth, a little heat there. Kind of like when we do hula hoops. Oh, we should do hula hoops for sure today. Same idea. There's a little flowy quality to this. Just moving the arms at about shoulder height. There will start to be some warmth on the top of the shoulder. If it gets to be a pinch, uh, bring the arms down lower. One more round. This time when the arms go back, let them come down at your sides. A little shake out of the hands. We'll walk the feet about hip distance apart. The hands out at about, uh, it's just clearing your hips. You can take the arms forward and back. So again, this can just be a little swing. That's like you forgot how to walk and you're swinging both arms at the same time. And then let that swing get smaller and smaller until the hands are back at the sides. Pause there, palms in. And just register arms at sides and the palms of your hands on the sides of your legs, at the sides of your legs in the space between. We all have a little different carrying angle. Your hands might be close to your legs. They might be touching. Uh, if they're close, feel the warmth of the palms on your legs. If they're not quite touching, you might have some heat there. You might feel the, the energy between the hands and the legs. I'm gonna start with a little twist of the rib cage, side to side, just letting the arms trace a really small circle around you. where you can still feel them in that orbit of the legs. And then arms start to float a little further out, a little further out until it just gets kind of fun to sway side to side. Hopefully someone walks through the room right now and goes like, what the heck are you doing? What you'll do, I mean, if you never want to come back from this, like every time we do this, I just want to stay doing this for some time. But when you're ready, just inch by inch, let that circle's diameter get smaller and smaller until you're back to where you can feel, not see, but feel your hands moving in that smallest possible circle around legs. And you feel your rib cage tick-tocking side to side, not tick-tock uh, trademark 
whatever company that is, but the movement of the rib cage as we walk is referred to by a physiologist as a, as a tick-tock rhythm. Please don't make a TikTok of this, please, please, please. Come back to center and pause and just register stillness and newness, sensation in the body. Breath in and breath out. And we'll walk feet together and hands together at heart center, samastiti. And on an inhale, reach up, mountain pose. When you exhale, fold forward. Take each of these postures in turn as if you're making an imprint of each one. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. I'm just going to fold here, right back down and in. And then another standing salutation, getting pattern of breath. So back from that swingy movement into rhythm of inhale and exhale. Next inhale, reach out mountain pose. Exhale, fold. We'll breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, plant your hands, step back to a high plank. Take your time with this and exhale in high plank, elongate, front body lengthens, back of your head lifts. Just transition that to an up dog with your inhale. You drink the breath in, unhurried. And down dog, breathe out. Just find that that chaturanga lift citation allows a little more focus on the up dog. So that's what we'll key in on. Look forward, walk, or hop to the top of your mat. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold. Breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. Breathe out, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, high plank, breathe out. Elongate. And inhale, upward facing dog. And exhale, downward facing dog. Look forward, walk, or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold. Breathe in, reach up. 
breathe out, fall forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, step back, high plank. Lengthen out, take your time. And inhale, upward facing dog. And exhale, downward facing dog. Look forward. Walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in. Lift halfway, flat back. And breathe out, fall forward. Last round. Breathe in, reach up. Breathe out, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, step back. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Inhale, take your right leg up and back behind you. Exhale, a big step into a low lunge. Tap the back knee down lightly at the end of that exhale. And inhale, we'll straighten the front leg and the back leg too. And exhale, bend into the front knee. And at the very end of that exhale, let the back knee lower. Straighten the right leg, let your head drop. Pull into your front heel, back knee down. Breathe in. Breathe out. One more breathe in. Breathe out. Bring the back knee down lightly. Press into the front foot. We'll bring the arms up. Keep your back toes tucked under. If you can, press into them. Stay here, breathe, three, two, press your front heel bone down, ball the big toe, ball the baby toe down, ball back foot work from the floor, breath in, and then hands down. We'll lift the back knee, shift the hips back, maybe uh, you float the front foot off the floor, heel down into the mat, maybe you keep the front foot flat, you do you. Let your head drop and breathe here. When you exhale, shift forward to the low lunge with your back leg tight, 
We'll step back high to low push-up, chaturanga, hug your elbows in, draw your heart forward, back of the head up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. On your inhale, take your left leg up, three-legged dog. And exhale, have a big step into a low lunge. Pack knee comes down just lightly, just the featherweight on the mat, end of the exhale, and straighten the front leg. And bend the front knee. Back knee almost touches. Press into the front heel of the Breathe. Slide your body. Follow the timing of your breath. Let your mind follow the movement of your body. usually the very opposite where mind thinks something tells the body to do it and breath is all just going on in the background around the breath the first thing that happens the body follows it mind watches back knee comes down and press into both feet back toes stay tucked if they can and reach up Breathe here. You are being drawn up to the ceiling. Someone kind and gentle has hold of your wrist, forms and lifting you up. You're getting all hang off of their lift. If you've ever done flying trapeze, it's like that. They're holding your wrist or your forearms really. You're just lengthening down from it through your hips. Breath in. And hands down and shift back. Flex your front foot, toes up off the floor, let your head drop. Next exhale, slowly start to shift back. Plant the front foot, plant your hands, elongate with your inhale, step back to a high plank. When you exhale, chaturanga. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Awesome. Breathe out, downward facing dog. 
Breath in. Open your mouth and let it out. Forward walk over hop, top of the mat. Breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out full. Inhale, Upatasana. Exhale and bring hands to heart center. Send your hips way back until your chest is parallel with the floor. So Arda Ukatasana, half chair. You know, rotate, take your right elbow toward the space between your knees, not over, but just in line with the midline. Heart forward into the thumbs, left shoulder stacking over right. Right hip might be trying to sneak pretty far forward. Press into both feet. Don't worry so much about the knee. So you can keep. Uh, feet evenly weighted, hips relatively center. On your inhale, you're going to reach back up, Ukatasana. And then exhale, bow forward. You're going to walk your feet apart, about mat distance, and Parangasasana, your big toes with your peace fingers, and take a halfway lift, bow forward. And, have your knees as bent as you like. The chest can rest on your thighs as a good guide. And then with the grip of the fingers, it's light. Again, it's like those toes working the heel is not about the hold of your fingers. So there's a loose uh, circle of the fingers. What is working? What might work here? If you wanna work this is to pull the elbows out to the side. So rather than focusing energy on holding toes, you're broadening your upper back. Good. Release the hands. Walk your feet together. On an inhale, Ukatasana, chair pose. And then hands to heart and send your hips way back until you're paralleling the floor. So you're in a halfway lift essentially. You put your hands down on your shins, you get half lift. Put them thumbs to sternum. We're going to rotate, stack your right shoulder over the left, but your right elbow points directly down. A twisting Upatasana. What might be trying to happen here for a lot of us is the left hip dropping. It doesn't need to be perfectly square. But press evenly into both feet. Send your hips back. Draw your heart forward. Stay on that line of the horizontal rotation. Breath in, heart forward into your thumbs. And then exhale, bow forward over your legs, walk your feet apart. And Parahastasana, the hands go under the feet. This is optional if you want to take something else, for sure do that. And the ball of the foot in the cup of the palm, nicely sitting in there, not crushing any fingers. Uh, got nice rings on, get them uh, situated. Ball of the big toe at the uh, pad of the thumb. When you look at your hands, just take a peek there. You don't want to see like a bunch of white knuckling going on. So if you, if you got that 
chopping something. Look back, then. Once you've investigated your hands with your eyes, look toward your back wall. Let your head drop. Breath in. Open your mouth and let it out. And then you release your hands. And we'll crouch down for Crow. And uh, actually, a little play with Crow today. We're going to take, uh, take a step back so you have a good amount of mount, mat in front of you. If you're concerned, you might possibly uh, bonk your head, put a block out there. You're not really going to fall on the block, probably, but uh, it's psychological. The psychological block can be removed by an actual block. Um, you're going to shape the Crow right where you are. So the arms to legs, legs to arms. But you're kind of sitting back, you're sitting back. I don't know, crows don't have haunches, but uh, if crows did, you'd be sitting back on your crow haunches. And then on your inhale, you're gonna rock forward and maybe pick up your feet, maybe you don't. On your exhale, you're gonna rock back, toes down and sit way back to the, uh, the crow haunches again. And, uh, and inhale, forward. And exhale. And a few of those. And if you like staying a little longer in the crow, just play with the shift of weight. So you're still in movement, but you spend less time on the floor. So down. And then really up and up and up and up and up and up and up. Then slowly, almost done, almost done, almost done, almost done, down. Then up. Very little time on the floor. If you like, uh, take this up a little bit. This was just kind of getting used to crow. Right? You just commit to like as far as you can go with that inhale. Then right back down and into your heels. And release that. Walk up to the front of the mat. Press your feet down on an inhale. Rise up to standing mountain pose. Exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, step back, high push-up or low push-up. Breathe out. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. And inhale, take your right leg up and back behind you. And exhale, right knee to right wrist. For pigeon, press your shin bone down up front, press the top of the back foot down, shape your back foot so you're reaching back through the big toe, and the, uh, the ankle is staying well aligned, doesn't need to, to point hard, I don't want to get any cramps in the foot, lengthen your front body, come down to rest, forehead center on the floor or block.
Press your back foot down, press your front shin bone down and breathe. Next inhale, slowly come up to your hands. Bring the back leg around for seated twist. And keep the right knee bent. You could also slide the right leg out. You got the right leg extended out. Press the heel forward. You'll get a little more twist that way. If you like the style points of keeping it bent, you know, no one's going to fault you for wanting to be stylish. Lift up twist and take the right arm across You're using the uh, arm outside the leg press down and lift your chest up so as the elbow uh, kind of slides down the thigh not not pushing the elbow into the thigh an action of sliding down keep the chest lifted again if you got that leg extended press the heel out you might feel the, the right sitting bone slide a little forward that's good you let that happen Good breath here. On your inhale, unwind back to center. You're going to rock slightly over to the outer edge of the right thigh, bend the knee. And then with the right ankle bone to the outside, or the left ankle bone to the outside of the right knee, lift up. If you can maintain that, maintain it. If you need to slide the foot in front, do. We're gonna lift the right arm for a side bend. Take your left arm out to the side, reach long through your right fingertips. Breathe here. On an inhale, come on up to seated. We're gonna get out of this the same way we got into it. So the left leg that's on top, first hands up. It's the uh, cactus arm or the cowboy hold up. Rock onto the outer edge of the right thigh. Take the left leg back. You're in a modest pigeon at that point. Plant your hands, then step back. Just exploring what you can do. When you're not on autopilot. And then on an inhale, 
Take your left leg up and back. Left knee to left wrist for pigeon. Wiggle the back foot back, point the toes straight back. Reach through the big toe. And you walk out. Lengthen the body, rest the forehead center. From the top of the back foot to the center of your forehead, there's this line of grounding and the, the front body is actually only really on the floor for most of us in several points there. But the energy of a prone posture begins to take over, drawing in of the senses, the uncomplicated that can sometimes be a lot. And we want to do fancy things and get out of it by fidgeting or finding a, an alternative. If you do need an alternative, you need an alternative. If there is introspection, the arrival of thoughts, emotions, weird stuff, that can be part of it. The, the prone positioning here, the chance to focus breathing into your back, spread your lowest ribs. Two more good breaths. On an inhale, walk yourself up. And we'll see what we can do with this, with uh, taking the arms out of it. Right? So bring the back leg around. Cross the right foot to the outside of the left knee. And then if you want to stay tucked in like so, go for it. If you want to then extend the left leg out, go for it. You can do it without the hands. It's possible. Might not be pretty the first hundred or so times you do it. And the uh, twist, it's nice to catch the hands around the shin bone, use the hands to help you lift up to light seated posture, press out through your front heel, then rotating left arm across. And the thing we don't want to do is just push sideways on the leg. What we do want to do is uh, the leg presses the arm. The arm meets the leg, and then the arm gives a little downward pressure so that the chest rises up. You do have the leg extended and the center of the heel, and as if you were pressing it into a wall. Get the action of lengthening the leg. <laughs> 
then unwind that slowly. Keep the leg crossed. And you're going to fold the left leg. See if you can do this. No hands. Fold the left leg in. And the right ankle, the ankle bone, the lateral malleolus, stays to the outside of the knee. If that's not such a thing, you can put the uh, foot in front. Right hand out on the floor, left arm up, little side bend. On an inhale, come on up. And you don't have to hold the hands up. I find it's a nice reminder to uh, not use the hands, just hold them up. And see what you can do about taking the right leg and back to the, uh, the light pigeon there. Plant your hands and step back. Breathe here. So a lot of that uh, we would normally, we don't even think about it, use the hands to move ourselves through those. And the more you can do the leg work with the actual legs, the, the more nimble and free you're going to get in your hips. It's going to be an added bonus to the actual stretches there to be able to get into and out of them with the, uh, the muscles that we're, we're trying to target. But that is if you'd like to be agile physically and mentally. If if you don't, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop you from from going the other way. Look through your hands, walk or hop to seated, down to your back, hug your knees in. Have your favorite finishing postures and make your way to Shavasana when you're ready. That was awesome. Well done.
when you feel ready to come back, start with wiggling your fingers and toes. Roll to your right side. Make your way up to seated. Big shoulder shrug. Bring hands together at heart center. Thumbs to forehead center. So good, y'all. Thank you so much for being here. Namaste. Super job. Have a great night. See you soon. Bye. And thank you for joining us here. We'd love to see you online in our Zoom classes. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste.